I just declare that our lives will be changed as we continue to move into the presence of God and the love of God and his life moving in us. I mean, we just sell it's Greek Easter, so we get to celebrate Resurrection Sunday again. <laughs> so I'm just I'm declaring the resurrection. Every week, every day is Resurrection Day because the resurrected Christ has come to live and abide in you. And there's been an open door that we would walk in this uh, clearly, clearly the Lord is going to do this. So I just want to encourage you today that the Holy Spirit is with us. I'm, I'm going to share a word. It's actually something prophetic that the Lord gave me actually last weekend. And uh, I, yeah, we were doing the school last week, so I just uh, feel like the Lord prompted me to just release this today. And I may sound a little militant today, but that's okay. How many know that the, the cross came to destroy the works of darkness and resurrection life came that Jesus would have victory over sin and death? And that's militant right there. So I'm just going to give you a, a few words, but I just want to thank those who've been uh, continually giving. I uh, just want to exhort those I did on Wednesday. Thank you so much. Uh, really, it's, I, I just have to say it's been a, a supernatural, and we just ask that you just continue to do that. But I bless you, and I thank you, and there should be a link that comes up on the feed that gives you a place to give. So if you desire to do so, uh, we bless you and thank you. I just I thank the Lord that he's given us uh, just prosperity. I thank you that he's given us a, uh, the fullness of who he is so that we can sow into the kingdom. And uh, the Holy Spirit is so faithful in helping us to, to continue to, to run with the gospel. So I'm going to uh, just really just get into what I, the Lord gave me. God will bless America. <laughs> I'm going to be a little patriotic, and I'm going to sound like a politician at times today. So, so bear with me, because I know that there's something going on with our country, and it's more than a virus. And again, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I tend to stay away from being an alarmist, but I'm not alarmed by the, by the COVID-19 so much as I am what a spirit that's been trying to take over the United States of America for a long time, for decades. As a matter of fact, it's been ever since I've been alive that I can, if I think back, there's been a spirit that came in in the, in the, in the, in the early 70s that the, the Holy, I just feel like, has been contending with the church and has been contending with the spirit of Christ over America. And I, I want to just encourage us today that the Lord is on our side, that he, he is absolutely going to win the war, but he's looking for people to partner with him. And so I just, I really feel like the Lord is, uh, he's, as, as those who, who sit in thrones of government, and I'm going to say this, and, and I realize that, you know, President Trump is not the perfect man, but I know he's a new Christian. He, prof he professes to be a, a man of God and a man who believes in the Bible and a Christian. And I, I just have to just declare a few things today that, listen, if you are a Christian and you're a believer and you have an issue with the president of the United States, we need, you need to pray into that because he is your best bet for, a, for, for godly government to come. All right? There's my pol political statement for the, for the morning or the afternoon here. But I wanted you to just understand as we acknowledge the true king and as government acknowledges Jesus as true king, there's going to be a historical shift. The, the issue will be, will, will 
the believers, will the people of God continue to come and come alongside of what God is doing right now, right now, because even in all, all of what's happening in America right now and all over the globe, it's not just America, but there is something even bigger than America over this whole thing. It's after a global economy, there's all kinds of things at work. And if we have eyes to see and ears to hear, we will see something that the Lord will want us to see, and that is to be awake and aware in these days. And so I, I'm encouraging us this, today to... Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day that we need to step into alignment with what God is doing at this hour. And we need to ask the Lord. Lord, ask him, Lord, what's my part? Because I believe everyone has a part. And so we're going to, you know, the, the Lord, it says this. It says this in, uh, in Psalms. It says, the earth has been given to the sons of men, meaning we are to steward the earth. That means every believer that's a citizen in this country is called to steward what God has given you, right? I'm talking to, to believers, the lay people. I, I don't even know why we break it up like that, but lay people and the fivefold ministry. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to be in this place where we're landing on solid ground and we're not in sh sifting sand and we're not uh, listening to the things that are shaky and we're not listening to the things that, that aren't solid. And Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone that everything else will be built on. But I want you to know this, that you are an ambassador of Christ. You are an ambassador of the gospel. Listen, I was speaking to someone who was, or maybe multiple people that were depressed. Listen, I'm telling you, it's the time to arise and shine. This will be all through the message. It's time to arise and radi be of radiant light and be full of light right now. These days, these are the days. Listen, we cannot, we cannot back up. We cannot shut up. We cannot be quiet. We can't be quiet about things that we've been quiet about in the past. I'm talking as the church, as the church of Jesus Christ, as the government of God in the earth. I know I'm wound up already, but that's okay. Ready? So that the God's original intent and his original mandate was that we would walk and we would partner with God's blueprints in the earth. And so I'm going to give you a lot of kingdom today, but there is something. I did have a vision that, listen, I'll bring the heavy stuff first and then the, the restoration and the reviving at the end, okay? Because, listen, there's a statement that the Lord gave me. He said, when the church becomes focused on building their own kingdom apart from Christ's kingdom, it will produce a vacuum of the presence and the power of God leading to enslavement of a nation. Of a nation. Did you hear me? That it will lead to the enslavement of a nation. Why? Because we're building our own homes in a sense. You know, it's about the house of God and I get it, but there's something bigger at stake here because this, this nation, this nation was built on principles that was sound in, in the gospel and the, and, the, and the propagating of the gospel. And that's how the first two great awakenings blew up and blew out of here and, and traveled not only over the earth, but all over the, all over the world. And I just, I'm going to say that again. When the church becomes focused on building their own stuff, on their own kingdom, apart from Christ's kingdom, it will produce a vacuum of the presence and powers of God, power of God leading to the enslavement of a nation. Are you hearing me? That is truth. Ask the nation of Israel. Every time they maneuvered away from God, it resulted in a curse. I'm going to hit some hard things. I love you. 
it's a critical it's critical that the church now aligns with what God's doing. I'm saying it is a critical time that we align with what God's doing, how he's doing things. And I, I want us to partner. Listen, I want us to partner with the kingdom of heaven. And I know that God's got an outpouring of his spirit. And I'm a revivalist at heart. And, and I'm a kingdom guy at heart. But I do believe that there's more at stake, right? There's more at stake than we think. We're thinking even, uh, church, you know, I'm thinking about the rights of the church. And, and we're, not, we're, we're not deemed as, as essential. I'm just being honest right now. Now, I, we've got under 10 people in this room. But I'm, I'm on board with this, you know, <laughs> Holy Spirit, you need to dominate the, the airwaves and the governments and all these things. And I understand the reasoning, but I'm telling you, it, if we wanted to line up 200 people out in the parking lot, that should be okay. <laughs> the weather's getting good. Anyway, I'm going to read from Isaiah 25 because that's kind of where I left off on Wednesday night. And, and I'm going to get into the, to the gist of what I want to I release to you. But I, there's such a, a picture of what... The Lord just began to minister to me out of this this week in the middle of the week. And I want to share this with you. It says in Isaiah 25, verse 3, it says, The strong people will glorify you. The city of the terrible nations will fear you. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy and, and in the distress. Isn't that the call of America? Wasn't it to bring us the poor, bring us the needy, bring us the ones... I'm telling you, there's something that's getting washed out of the message of a, of a, of a, of a republic under God. <laughs> oh. A refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat, for the blast of the terrible ones as the storm against the wall. You will re reduce the noise of the aliens. Come on, there's aliens. <laughs> There are people, there are not people, let's just look at it for what it is. There are those that are being influenced by principalities, powers, and thrones that are either on governmental spheres or on all kinds of spheres. Come on, we have to open our eyes to things. I'm just set aside all of our um, conspiracy theories. I'm just, can we toss that? Because it's really got no place right here, right now. I'm saying, the Holy Spirit is saying that we need to... Pray for those in government. Those who are in godly government, we need to begin to pray and intercede, right? We're going to have a little more time. Pray for your president. Pray, for, pray that the, the country gets loosed of things that are trying to oppress the media that's trying to shut down God's agenda. You know, the media is trying to bring their own agenda, and it's darkness. And there's always going to be darkness and light. And light always triumphs. The king of kings will always triumph over darkness. So here's the hope that we have, right? It says this, verse 6, And in this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast. He has great things he wants to feed us. He has amazing things he wants to bounty us with, right? It says a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines, a feast of fat things full of marrow, a feast of well-refined wines, on, on the leaves. And I'm telling you, God is pouring out his spirit in this day as we go into the mountain. This is why it's very critical that we continue to press into the presence of God. I know he's given us all things according to righteousness, but I'm telling you, we're in an hour where God 
is looking for a people that will rise up and be filled with strength. He's looking for the strong ones, the strong people that will glorify. That means the weight and the glory and the power and the presence of who he is will be on that people. And in that, we begin to see amazing things happen. Uh, uh, the outpouring of the Spirit. And in the outpouring of the Spirit, he feeds his people. I'm telling you, he's going to feed his people in incredible ways and things that you've not eaten before. Why? Because here's the deal. Right now, as I'm speaking, I had a, someone sent me a message last week, and I was thinking, wow, they really get it. And it's someone we love in this church. And, and they said, we've gone through the message twice from the school last week, and we're on it a second time. This is what we need to do. Listen, I had a conversation with my, one of my best, one of my good friends yesterday. He's He's a man of God. And we talked about the fact that there needs to be this, this dialogue with ourselves, this dialogue with what we receive, because you can listen to YouTube, you can listen to this video all day long, and you might never get anything out of it. I realized, I had to slow down. I realized that as the Holy Spirit begins to download things to me and I begin to journal it, or I'm giving you this word right now, if you take notes, someone says, well, I don't need to take notes. I think that's not being a good steward with what's given to you. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about anything that you receive. That you, we listen to YouTube videos over and over and over again. I know, I know people are all over the Internet right now, right, listening to all kinds of things. But what are you act, what's actually sticking to your spirit, man? What is actually adhering to the spirit, man, and growing you and expanding you inside? Because as we're diligent students of the word, and diligent students of what's been given to us, how do we expect the Lord to expand and increase things over our lives? If we don't, if we're not a good steward, right? I'm a good steward if I go back to a prophetic word that he gave me last week. As I started going through words that he's been giving me all month, man, God is speaking so clearly. And as he continues to speak and I go back to those things, he expands on those things. It's incredible. I'm, I'm exhorting you. I'm encouraging you that when God speaks to you and you write something down in your journal, go back to it. I'm just talking that one thing. Even this, what I'm, what I'm going to share with you today, take the scriptures down, go back to them, read them, digest them, because you don't get it on the first one. It's just like you choke it down. And I know I, sometimes I give strong meat. And there'll be, there'll be places where you'll miss things until you go back over it and you kind of go through it again and revise it. So I'm telling you, here's the deal. So... In this mountain, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts, the Lord and all his angels, the Lord and all the powers of heaven, like he needs help, will make for a people a feast. That means we get feasts from the Lord himself and all his angelic hosts. That means everyone's involved in heaven in feeding you. Come on, somebody. That's, that's a good word for us. It says this, that after all that, he will destroy on this mountain. That means he will destroy. That means I'm not having to destroy anything. I just receive from the Lord. He downloads to me. I begin to pray, and I begin to agree with what he's speaking to me. I get actually drunk on what the Lord's giving to me. How's that? Drunk on what he's giving me. The, the, the indulgence of the wine of the Spirit mixed with the, the fullness of the Word. It's all over the Bible. He will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all the people and the veil 
that is spread over all the nations. Listen, right now, if that is not as, as, as applicable as today's news, I don't know what scripture is. I'm telling you, the Lord is going to use the church as we continue to contend and believe and go earnestly after the things. Listen, there's been a, listen, never mind the COVID-19 virus. There's been a greater virus. And it's like a software virus that's crept into the church. It's trying to reprogram us. Come on, somebody. I, it was just, the Lord just started bringing these up. So this is already, I'm in the prophetic mode right now. <laughs> there, there's, there is software, like your software in your head, the one that God gave you. The one that comes from, should be heavenly minded, is being reprogrammed by what? By a malicious it, it, virus. Ready? I don't know a lot about how this works, but I, I did do a little research. And it, it's loaded into us, right? It's like loaded into believers thinking almost without our knowledge. And it performs malicious actions. You know how your computer can crash from all kinds of garbage, like all the other things that are like outside. Maybe you want all websites and all kinds of other things are getting attached to the things that, that you need, right? And then you, everything all of a sudden overloads and crashes, right? Because of viruses coming in to, to pollute. Unless you, you use Apple, then you're all right. <laughs> but, but you understand what I'm saying. What happens is it begins to bring corruption, to the files that are already in there. Are you hearing me? Listen, this applies to you, a believer, right now. The Holy Spirit, I'm telling you. And it, what happens is it replicates, it self-replicates itself. And it then corrupts more files. It's messed up. I started looking into this. I'm like, God, we've been infected by a thinking that's not, I'll tell you right now, most a lot of what the church is doing is not what he told us to do at the beginning with the Great Commission. Some of it is. And ready, I'm going to, I'm a church guy, right? We have a church here. So I love the church and I love the body of Christ. But there's been, there's been insidious things that have crept in. Uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll list a few of them. Try not to bash things and, and break things down and, and dismantle, but I don't know, maybe I got a Jeremiah anointing today that we can pull up, uproot, and, and then build up again. Because there is this truth that God wants to get rid of. We can't go on the way we've been going. We can't stay the way we've been. So it self-replicates -replic and it infects the others in the process. So what happens is because of certain things, now we have all these formulas for church growth that have nothing to do with preaching the gospel. <laughs> all right. And if you look at what a virus actually is, ready? And again, I've young ladies in this room that are probably smarter than me, they probably know better than I do. But I'm telling you, if I, if I look at what a, vi a virus actually is, you would realize it's not really alive. And it's seen first as a poison, and as, then as a life form, then as a biological chemical, and then viruses today are thought of as being a gray area between the living and the dead, living and dead things. And so we cannot... They, they cannot replicate unless they have a host, right? That's what this whole thing is right now. Unless there's a host, they can be dead on a table, but until it touches you, come on, not touching me. It shouldn't be touching you either. I declare the blood of Jesus over your life. 
but this is the this is the whole concept in in a, in a virus that it finds a host and then begins to multiply and go and go from person to person to person from surface to surface to surface it can be dead on a surface surface but comes alive when it gets to your body sounds spiritual to me right so why this is why and then i thought about it it's like a parasite that's undetectable right because everyone's wiping everything gloves you know i'm touching keyboards with plastic over it but what's what about the plastic this makes no sense, certain things. But anyway, they lack the capability to thrive and reproduce outside the body. Right? It won't multiply over here until you touch it, and then it gets on you, and then it multiplies again. I think that's it in a gist. But anyway, this is what Paul said. Paul said, a little leaven will spoil the whole lump. Hmm. Why would he say that? He said because there's teachings that will come in, there's things that will come in, there's ways, there's philosophies that will come in that will change us and reprogram us. So then all of a sudden we're not doing anything that God said to begin with. Like we're not pursuing the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're not pursuing the presence of God to come and invade our church. We're looking to find out how to put butts in the seats. And I get it. We want our churches full. I want my church full. I want my church full of warriors. I want it full of disciples that are chasing God and that are reproducing themselves. Yes, let's become a virus, but not dead, living. So I mention these things to open our eyes because there's networks and ministry branding and all these things that we, we look at as, as doing the work of the ministry because i got to brand myself and we, and we all do it. We all do it. But I'm saying what is important at the end of the day? And the Holy Spirit's come right now. The shaking has come to shake all this up and sift what's, what's not of God out. If we'll just let it go. Because if at the end of the day, in, in three weeks, when they open us back up and we just go to business as usual, and some churches are not way off kilt someplace. Come on, but there's, a whole, there's been a whole culture that's been uh, permeated into the body. That's viral, okay? And even this seeker sensitivity and the, the politi political correctness, right? We can't, listen, if I can't say what I mean, and if I, listen, it shouldn't be about political correctness if I'm reading out of this book. Like when the Bible says, don't offer your babies under Molech, I'll leave that there. Like, I don't, what is the, uh, Holy Spirit wants us to switch the way we think. Political correctness has poisoned the minds and has pulled the gospel out, right? And it's not about transformation anymore. It's about tolerance. Right? I'm going to say some things, and I'll, don't worry, I'll put some salve on it at the end. But there's realities that God is trying to move us away from. The gospel is for the transforming of a person out of the old life into the new life. No matter what your sin is. No matter what it is. That's the, jo that's the job of the Holy Ghost. Is to transform us and not bring us into this place of tolerance, right? And instead of discipleship, there's a pro we propagate like a self-help thing. This is why I'm kind of glad that this whole thing 
kind of shut down in a sense because people depend on their Sunday morning injections or their Sunday night injections and their, you know, certain things that are going to get us through the week. And the Lord's saying, come to me. I understand that we do have, you know, I'm in ministry and I, I, I'm one of the fivefold, whatever one. And the Holy Spirit is saying that's good because I've put them there as graces to help what? Bring perfection to the body. But that doesn't mean that you become codependent on your pastors, your leaders, your prophets. We're, we're codependent on prophets. We're codependent on apostolic ministry. Come on, in our circles. We're codependent on the guy that got, has the healing gift. And I get it. I understand that someone has a gift and there's power that resides in people and there's the glory of God. But I'm telling you that has that, we have to come to a place where all of a sudden we're stepping into alignment with God's original plan. That means every believer has been given the right and the, and the, and the, the ability as children of God to go into all the earth, preach the gospel heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, right? I'm not saying anything that you don't already know, some of you, but here's the deal, that this, we, we need to get set free from self-help stuff, and, and I know that, you, you know, sometimes it's, we, I need a good word in season, come on, but when the best place to get a good word in season, yes, we need to preach the gospel, and we need to preach the the. the pastoral epistles and all those things that encourage and build up the body that's the idea but when i'm dependent upon someone to give me my food that's not good so here's the good news ready it's all good news but america is in fact positioned to step right into the center of a spiritual moral and political awakening can i say political because <laughs> America could go to, so, if things could shift in our politics a little bit, it could shift things. And I, I, I tend to, listen, I don't agree with the fact that we, like, you see what happens in a place like Iran or Iraq. But we have open, we have open access to do what we want. And we're limited by our narrow-mindedness and by our, by our, our dependency upon, you know, pfft, likes and tweets and all, all the social things that we, we desire as, as big ministries or little ministries to, to get us, give us momentum, right? So the Holy Spirit, say, if you look at Iraq, right, where there's persecution, there's an explosion of the church. How many, want, how many want the church to be underground? I don't. I don't desire that. But if it goes that way, maybe it'll do us well. Just saying, Right? The lampstand, here's the thing, because it's clear that the thrones of our nation have been under a, an influence of a satanic lullaby, right? And that the lampstand that's been given to a nation because of a, a clubhouse mentality is being squandered. And so I'm, I'm, in, I'm just encouraging us that the body of Christ needs to step into the fullness of who he is so that the power of God moves. But the body of Christ has been allowed an ungodly influence to rock millions of believers to sleep. And I'm going to say it, as an antichrist influence has slithered in to undermine our nation's integrity because that's what it's done. 
At the end of the day, the nation's integrity has been deterred and been undermined and is broken down, right? I'm saying, I'm looking at you right now, right into the camera and saying silence is deadly. Because when we live in silence and we don't open our mouths, I don't care if it's about politics or, or ready, let's get real, the gospel, because we are, are we ashamed of the gospel or are we shrinking back? Come on, I knew, I told you I was going to sound militant today. And so the good news is that we're postured for a wake-up call and the alarm has been sounding. Come on, can't you hear it? Isn't that that annoying noise that tries to wake you out of sleep? And I'm just taking screenshots because I'm trying to hit my alarm. <laughs> I do it almost every day. <laughs> just give it a clamp, right? So, so the shaking of the globe, is, we're experiencing this, and it's dismantling and removing the dross from secular and church culture, right? Both. Because God's after the church. It, it's, in the, it's in the midst of, of a shaking that the church is going to rise up to truly be. There'll be those that rise up in light and in glory and presence, and there'll be others that are going to lose their empires because they can't deal with the shaking. And tithe has probably gone down uh, a lot. And so you can't sustain the ministry machine for two months. And it's like our economy. It's the same thing because it's become big business. And, but and that, that's why even in going back to work, we can't stay like this forever. <laughs> I'm addressing. I don't know. So here's the deal. We have, this, we, have this, we have this scripture that comes from Revelation, right? And the time of silent agreement is over because a nation, our nation's soul is at stake. I'm, I promise you this because we're headed, we're headed down a way. And really, because of who's over the, the nation now, the throne, the head... We've got a fighting chance. But don't, don't think that the, 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 the hounds of hell are not after this guy and what he's trying to do and what he's trying to expose. Speaking of Don, Donald Trump, I'm telling you. So Jesus says this to us. He says, nevertheless, Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, said, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have what? Left your first love. And listen, I'm not going to pound this, but remember, I need you to see this, because remember there, for from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove, ready? I will come to you quickly. That means the Lord will be swift to come and say, America, I'm going to take your lampstand, which is you know, they're sending people over here, they were in the past, to evangelize America. What is happening? We used to be the light of the gospel to the nations. And now we need to get saved. But he says this, he says, I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand, for it's the place, from its place, unless you repent. Everyone say, I will repent. 
Listen, I'm going to repent, and I'm asking the Lord, Lord, turn me into a fiery uh, Whitfield. Turn me into whoever. <laughs> I'll take the mantle of whoever. Look, give me my own mantle that I'll be crazy evangelist, that I will not stop, that I will not shut up, that I won't be quiet, that I won't apologize. I won't be rude and, and obstructing people, but I will be uh, preaching the gospel without, without apology. And it says, but, and, but this you have, that you hated the deed, deeds of the Nicolaitans. What was the deeds of the Nicolaitans? They were the ones that, ready? This is how it happens. You get lorded over by, the overcome by people. That's what Nicolaitan means, right? Which you also hate, which I also hate. And then he says, again, ready? This is what, how I was going through last week on Wednesday night. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church and to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Here's the deal. God in all this, right, he says, repent, go to your first love, and I'll what? I'll, I'll bring back this tree to you, and it's called heaven. And heaven is going to invade your life in a fresh new way. He won't, he's not... He's not put aside things. He's not hiding things from you. He has a grand tree, and it's the tree of life. It's the place of his presence. It's the place where he dwells. It's the tree of life in the midst of the paradise. That means a, a, a hemmed in, a blocked in place that is flourishing with a garden. That's what paradise is, the paradise of God. It's, it's, a, it's a, basically a secret place. Where God has everything in there and everything's protected. And it is Eden, right? So just I just really feel like our father, my father, our father has designed the kingdom to be a family. And so in this, right, we, we go in and repent and we ask, Lord, Lord, forgive us the sins of this nation. Forgive us. We humble ourselves. We humble ourselves. Here's, here's where it starts. We humble ourselves and pray and repent and seek his face, right? And then he, he just begins to open up family for us again, right? Because honestly, I miss everyone who's not here right now. I miss everyone. Like just even if it's talking to you for two minutes in here on a Sunday, it does it. it's like I haven't seen anyone for, for over a month. My family, people that are in this room, right? Holy Spirit. It was always his desire. Ready? So here's what I'm going to touch on something else because we get comfortable, and I don't even know. I was going to look up the statistic, but how many don't go to church? How many are sitting outside of church and doing virtual church, which isn't even a thing? <laughs> how do you even do that? Virtual means it's not real. It's presented as something, but it's really not the true thing. And so, and well, while I say that, we use media, and media is a powerful thing to get the gospel out and to, to encourage you because we wouldn't be able to do it right now unless we had it, would we? And so thank God for it. But in that, I say we can't stay there. You can't live on that. You don't interact with real people. You don't have a real a shepherd or a pastor or a prophet or an apostle that speaks into your life. You don't have that. So when we don't have that, we're, we're not in the process of transformation. Unless you're really good and really disciplined and you can do it on your own. Right? Which is where we should all be. But in the same, reflect, in the same, same thing, I want to say that we're called to be in one body. 
because I'm going to read this to you, right? Let us hold fast to the confession, right? And, and, and this whole thing about love, wait, I'm going to stop. Because we've been disjointed, right? And we can't run together to run the Great Commission, right? And even to love one another has to become, has become opaque, opaque, right? You can't even define it. What is love? What does love look like? It should look just like Jesus. And the reason why mo some people are sitting home and they're on virtual church is because they don't want to be with people. Because they don't want to be hurt. And I'm calling you all back. I'm calling you all back. <laughs> if you haven't been in fellowship, you need to come back. No, not here. If it's not here, somewhere. Go back and be a part of the living body. Go back and be a part of what God is doing. And, it may, and you need to find. Sometimes it's because you can't find the right place. But God will give you grace, even in the midst. Right? Paul exhorted us, well, Hebrews, I'm going to say it's Paul. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, right? That he who promised is faithful. This is great. Because he is faithful. And let us consider one another in order, what? To stir up love and good works. So you can, I want us to function as a body. I want us to function in love. Because I'm going to tell you at the end of this, the punchline is the bride arising and being revived. Because I'm, I'm telling you, something's about to happen. And even in our hearts today, that the Holy Spirit's about to bring alive the things that we haven't seen come alive in a long time. And, and there's this, this diligence that God wants to bring us into. Right? So let us consider one another in order to stir up, the, stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as, it is, as is a manner of some, but what? Exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. Now here, here's what I think. I think this is just a taste of the day approaching. I think what we're dealing with right now is just a little bit of the day approaching. But that means what? We don't forsake we can't forsake. We need one another. And the, Holy, and the Lord brought the body together so that we would be a pure and spotless bride, that we would live in this harmony with one another, and our love for one another would bring this radiant light that the world would see that would draw them in. So you can't do that apart from people <laughs> and apart from the rest of the church. Amen. Amen. And then Jude exhorts us, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write you concerning common salvation, I found it necessary to write you and to exhort you, again, to contend earnestly for the faith that was once delivered to all the saints. Why? Because he's giving us something beyond what we ever thought or imagined. And there's the faith of God that's going to rise up. Listen, we need to contend earnestly for the faith. And so the Lord has just been re just revealing this thing. This whole virus, it's a hinge point. It's a hinge point for what God's about to do. He, he's using it to open an effectual door. And it should be a door that's going to flee, uh, 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 cause darkness to flee and light to pour in. Are you hearing me? Right? And it's going to bring true revival and true awakening. And I do believe for a, an awakening that's going to burst forth, that's going to change the, the, the face of America. But it's because we have not compromised. It's because we haven't shunned the message of the gospel. And we've not taken truth and traded it for a lie. 
So then the Holy Spirit just began to speak to me concerning this. And I saw the bride of Christ. Listen, I went into this, this, this I saw this whole thing in a vision. And the Lord showed me, he said, he showed me, I saw the bride of Christ on an operating tape, table and she was in cardiac arrest. That means it's a heart issue. And she died. And they couldn't bring her back to life. And the doctor looked at and said she needs a new heart. And a case was brought into the room. And the room and, and the case said Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Right? Come on, powerful. And then I saw out of the I saw the doctor take the the, the heart out of the box. And when he took the heart out of the box, it said Revelation 22 2. 2 2 2. It said in the middle of the streets on either side. Ready? We're going back to the tree. On either side of the river was a tree of life which bore 12, 12 fruits, each for the yielding of the first fruit of every month. And the leaves were for the healing of the nation. Listen, God showed me this in 2019, coming into the end of the year. I saw the presence and the power coming to the, to, to the church in 2020. And I'm believing that he did. I know he didn't change his mind. I know he didn't change his mind. So here we are. We're in the fourth month, right? And God's bringing us through. And, and I'm telling you, God's about to pour out his spirit. Why? So that people's minds can be transformed. But I'm telling you, I saw this power that shocked the earth. It's not been seen since the book of Acts. As a matter of fact, it was the book of Acts times 10. Like it was multiplied on the book of Acts. And I, and I saw the presence and the power of, of God begin to move in the next decade in strength and in power and in glory. And it was incredible. And he, and he spoke that he would, he would move in awe. And he would move back into the church and she would fear the Lord again. Because of awe. Not because of that unhealthy mindset. Because of the awe like God. And we, we don't want to do anything that obstructs anything that you want to do in, these, in this hour. And I saw Jesus, who is the tree of life, the true vine, the branch, come on, the, the stump. <laughs> he is the one. He is the tree of life. And he's the one that's coming with glorious light and bringing the bride back to life. I'm telling you, this thing was inserted into the, into, the, into, the, into the bride, and she was revived. And there was a divine invitation, and I, and I heard this revived the, the bride and, and filled, with with, filled her with glory, humility, and purity, and the flowing power of God. Why? All because of a heart change. All because of, come on, how many know that the church, we need to go into a revival, and then the awakening will come. And so this re revived bride began to be filled with his glory. And then the, the, he we will have a divine invitation from Scripture that when we see him, we will be like him. So there was an illumination when the bride opened her eyes. The doctor was the Lord <laughs> giving, come on, giving life back to the church. Come on, somebody. And so I'm saying this because the shifting of atmospheres is important. Why? So that the, the shift of the, the, of, of the church climate first, right? Because as the church goes, I believe it governs what happens. 
right? Here's the thing. There's an underground church rising up in China. There's an underground church rising up in the Middle East. Listen, we have this open air that we have no restraints. Come on, but it's starting. You can feel it's trying to slither in and restrict. And the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, wake up. Come alive. Come into this. And so arise, shine. Don't hold back from anything from your king. Get ready for what's coming. Prepare a place for Jesus to come and occupy. Right? Arise from the former mindsets and methods. Jesus gave his life to his bride so that we would be completely free of political and religious constraints that l- and lead others to this vast, spacious life. This is what it is. When people come into church, they shouldn't be bound up. They shouldn't be thinking, wow, I can't do this, that, or that. No, they should see complete freedom because why? Because we're not all restrained. Listen, if you're not having fun in church, if, it, if the joy of the Lord is not on you, if you don't, get, you need to, come on, release, receive something from him. And the Lord wants to put us in, in full array. He wants to bring us into our governmental authority, administrating and legislating healing and the dominion of heaven. So as he is, so are we in the world. We're going to brightly shine and shine and be illuminated and be full of the overwhelming radiance of his person so that others can see the light. Listen, the glory of God is coming and he's coming with full light and full favor, right? And in that favor, the son of righteousness is rising with righteousness, the Son of God is rising with healing, but comes with that the flames of healing to overshadow those who obediently release the radiant light of God and the light of His Word and the light and begin to move in word and in deed. And so I say that because God is going to release a new heart on you right now. So we're going to pray right now for everyone who's listening. And listen, if you have prayer requests, please, you can put them on the feed right now. Anytime, if, you, if people come in and view, just put, the, put them right on the feed. We'll try and keep track of that stuff. But you can also go to pray, prayer at kingdom-awakening.org and put your prayer request. We want to pray for you. And there's, there's an abundance of what God's about to do. And I'm just going to release this over you right now, this afternoon, that the presence of God, that the radiant light, that we become so in love with him, that we would come into this first love once again, that would bring us, and and God would give us a new heart. So, Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, we just receive right now. Lord, I receive right now. Say You can just declare it right in your, in your, in your house right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you for a new heart. Lord, we thank you that you're releasing a new heart. And we thank you for the tree of life, the presence of Jesus, the person of Jesus growing inside of us and releasing rivers of living water flowing through us that, God, we begin to move in the light. We begin to declare the the kingdom of light. And we declare and we disperse the kingdom of darkness right now. We continue to speak to this coronavirus. And we command it to go and out into the atmospheres and be gone. And leave the nation alone. And leave the globe alone. And, Father, we just declare once again that our hearts would be transformed. Lord, we wouldn't be bound up. But, Lord, we'd be transformed. That nothing would be over us. That there would be no oppression, Father, that would keep us down but i thank you holy spirit that you you're causing a people to arise 
and shine for the light of God has come and the favor of God is being poured out as we continue to align with you. Lord, let your governmental anointing come upon the church at this hour. Lord, I declare it over people that are listening right now. I declare it over this place. I declare it over New England that a governmental mantle would come upon us, that, Father, we would, we would lock gaze with you and we would begin to administrate the kingdom in power and presence. And, Lord, we would not compromise. And so we thank you, Father, right now. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your fire. In Jesus' name.